0: Get my iPad set up here. How long do I have on this, Robin? You got that the rest of the day. Oh, wow. I'm going to try to keep it short. Do you, do you put a lot of preparation into it. Go ahead. Yeah, I put about uh, five minutes of preparation into this. So. <laughs> All right, well, I'll pray, and then we'll go ahead and jump in. Father God, we just... Um, and we come humbly before you, and God, I just pray that uh, in this season where it's so busy and, and we're in this final stretch of week before Christmas and we're trying to get all of our family plans down and we're trying to, trying to get all the gifts we need bought to be bought, God, we're, we're just striving for all these earthly things, God, that we wouldn't um, allow the speed of everything right now uh, to make us forget the reason all of this. God, that we would just rest in your presence and we would um, just marvel at the idea that you would come to this earth uh, and walk where we walk to save us um, from the wrath that we could not save ourselves from. God, I praise you and I thank you in your most heavenly name. Amen. Christmas really is um, probably one of my favorite seasons um, just because of the idea of what Daniel and Robin have talked about so far, the, the incarnation of God. That God, the one who created this world, would actually come to this world. That I can go to Jerusalem right now and walk where God in flesh walked. I mean, it just kind of blows my mind and chills down my spine. I I just, I can't even fathom how good this God is. And what I want to argue today for the next uh, five, eight minutes, however long I go, is that the message of uh, of Christmas is really a message of generosity. Uh, I think we see that in John three sixteen, probably the most famous verse in all the Bible. For God so loved the world, he loved us so much, he loved the world so much, that he what? That he, he gave his one and only son so that whosoever believes would not perish but have eternal life. You, you see, this is what I love about our God, and really it's what separates our God from every other religion, is we serve a generous God. Every other God wants something from you. You need to make this amount of sacrificial offerings to me. You need to follow this amount of commands. You need to make this journey to Mecca. You need to give this amount of money. You need to do this on your behalf so that then maybe if you're good enough, I'll take you in. To where our God looked down on us and he said, you're never going to do enough. There's no way. All you deserve is condemnation on your own. All you deserve is wrath on your own. And yet, although he had every right to just wipe us away, he didn't do that. For God so loved the world that he came into this world. And he lived the life we couldn't live. And I love how John says that he entered this world and yet his own world did not recognize him. It's like as if a painter painted a picture and then he got in the painting and the people in the painting didn't recognize him. Even his own people, the Jewish people who were trained to see him, could not see him, and they killed him. But they didn't kill him because he couldn't stop them. He he allowed them to because he was a ransom for our lives. He gave generously on, on our behalf for us so that we could avoid the wrath and condemnation of God. And I think that's awesome. But as Christians, and that's who I'm specifically speaking to right now, I think this Christmas we should do a good job of not just telling people about what Jesus has done, but I believe we have the opportunity to show people what Jesus has done. We've done a great job telling them. I mean, we'll, we'll have about a thousand church services. There will be plenty of telling people about what Jesus has done. You, got, you probably got it all over your Facebook if you're a Christian, that this is Christmas, the time where God became flesh. But I want to argue that if you are a generous person and you have the same generous spirit God has throughout this Christmas season, you can actually show the people in your life what God has done on our behalf and I know you're thinking leave it to a pastor to turn a Christmas message into a giving message but I really think that I have ground to stand on here when I say that if you want to love like Jesus then you should be a generous person and here's why I say that uh, Philippians 4:18, the apostle Paul is writing to the church in Philippi and he's thanking them for a gift that they had sent him to care for him while he was in prison and here's what he says Uh, verse 18. I want you to really pay attention to to the language he uses right here at the end of this verse. Verse 18. He says, But I have received everything in full, and I have an abundance. I am fully supplied and have received from Epaphroditus. That is the member of the church of Philippi who went and actually took the gift to Paul. He says, What you provided. And then look at this language. A fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Okay, now if you have your Bibles, look at Ephesians 5 verse 1. And look at what Paul says about the sacrifice Jesus gave us on the cross. He says, therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children and walk in love. We we ought to love like Jesus. Walk in love as Christ also loved and gave himself for us. And then look at this language, a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. He uses the exact same language. We want to love like Jesus and show the love of Jesus during this Christmas season, then we need to live generous lives. Uh, we're in December, so we're in the, the peak of Hallmark movie season. Um, and I don't watch Hallmark movies because I'm a man, you know, so I don't, I don't watch them. But my fiance Taylor, she watches Hallmark movies, and so sometimes I'll sit with her for emotional support. And you know, I sometimes you know have to catch these Hallmark movies. And if you've ever seen a Hallmark movie, and all you have to do is watch one, because they have the exact same plot, they just have different characters. Um, but if you've ever seen one, it's always this plot: it's a man or a woman from the big city with the big job and the opportunity, and maybe they have a filthy rich fiance here. But first. They have to go back to their small hometown for some rare reason. And they get to the small hometown. They don't want to be there. They're upset that they're there. And there's their high school sweetheart. And oh my gosh, it's, it's like all these feelings come back. And, and then they have these special moments together. And we as the audience are going, oh my goodness, they're perfect for one another. But then there's always this really, really sad part in the movie where about with 30 minutes left, the, the main character decides he or she is going to go back to the big city and we're all crying saying no don't do it you're perfect for one another but they have such a great opportunity and so they get in their car and they're driving and then what happens about halfway back to the big city they turn the car around and they run back into their lovers arm and we all clap our hands and say what a wonderful movie at least that's what I think remember I don't watch Hallmark movies (laughs) Hallmark doesn't know this I'm pretty sure but I believe they're sharing with us the message of the gospel when we give up something that the world would say is powerful, like a big job or a fiancé for the sake of love, it doesn't seem to make sense. Yet when Daniel just preached, that's what he described about Jesus, that he had equality with God. Man, if I had equality with God, this world would be a lot different. Yet Jesus didn't use that for his advantage. He loved us so much that he humbled himself even unto the point of death. And so I would just ask you this year, Christian, please... Let us be a people who don't just tell about what Jesus has done with our mouths, but let us show... What Jesus has done with our generous lives let us do things that doesn't make sense to the rest of this world when Christmas right now seems to be all about us and our families what if this Christmas you decided to live a generous life you decided to give up your Christmas day and go serve for the sake of the gospel what if this Christmas instead of spending all of your money on your family you as a family decided to take a chunk of that money and help somebody in your your neighborhood help somebody in your city help somebody in your church and say this is not because of me but this is because of the Generous love of God. I wonder what kind of impact that would make because I truly believe that Christmas is the message of generosity. We serve a generous God and we're to be a generous people. I didn't even start my timer, so I have no idea how long I'm you, I can, I can you to.